It's Valentine's Day and also my 10th wedding anniversary. So I'm here with my husband today to do a let's chat on don't hug me, I'm scared. And if you've already seen my theory video that I did solo for don't hug me, I'm scared, my husband disagrees with everything I have to say about it. I wouldn't say I disagree. I just noticed that there was very, very different things in there that weren't addressed in any of the other theories that I saw. Well, you did bring up a really interesting point about uh, Roy, because I saw this and I wrote out my theory and then I saw the film theory stuff. And the only reason I know to call them red guy, yellow guy, duck guy and Roy is because the kids told me that's what their names are. But you pointed out something about Roy that I really did not catch with all the times I have gone through this series. The fact that they never address him by Roy, he doesn't speak, and the only thing that even remotely lets you know his name might be Roy is the fact that his overalls has an R on it. Which is interesting because when Red Guy is missing in episode 6 and they show the bed, his bed has an R on it as well. But then Yellow Guy's bed has a Y and Duck Guy has a D. But I noticed that in episode 2 when they go by the picture... And in most of episode three, Yellow Guy has a D on his overalls. And I don't think they show that in every episode. So I don't know why they do that exactly. Well, my idea is more that Yellow Guy is just Roy, or the big yellow guy with the R on his overalls. It's his inner child. You've got Red Guy, which is very apathetic, another facet of his personality, and Duck Guy, which seems very uh, cynical. So they all seem to be different facets of Roy, so to speak, his personality. So maybe this is just his inner psyche having a battle with itself. Well, there is something interesting, too, that I don't know if a lot of people have caught up on or not, because I don't really follow a bunch of other people's theories. Like I said in my other Don't Hug Me theory, I don't like to watch a bunch of theories on something I'm going to talk about, because then it influences what I think. In episode six, when Red Guy is, like, hating the real world, and he ditches his clothes at the table to go up on stage... A few minutes later, when he looks out there, his clothes have turned into Roy. So maybe it's a dissociative personality disorder kind of thing, where he let one facet of his inner psyche take over for a little bit, and that was Red Guy in the real world? Well, I I do think there really might be something there, because I don't know if you noticed it, but Roy is named on a lot of the products, like Roy's Cornflakes or whatever it is. There's a lot of food products with that name on it. But the interesting thing would be if Red Guy is actually that Roy and we're totally wrong about the other weird-looking yellow guy being Roy. Maybe the R on the big yellow guy stands for retard. Retophile? It's it's Scooby-Doo calling him a pedophile. Retophile. Or maybe he's regression because it's a very real possibility that the big yellow guy with all the brain damage looking stuff could very well be yellow guy my theory is that maybe this is his personality completely split into three different facets and him trying to reconcile that so then why is he such a creepy creeper hanging out in the background then well maybe he just 
doesn't know how to reconcile the whole thing, so he's standing in the background letting his different parts of his personality go at it until it all works itself out. God, there was something else she brought up too, and I was like, oh, that's not a bad point, and now I can't remember. The, the, the oil painting between the past and the future? Well, that's right. You did bring up that in episode two, when they showed the uh, past, and then they panned over to the next picture that said the future, where it said nothing in the painting. In between that, I always process that as a window, because I think that's what they show when you're panned back. But it was, you stopped it, and it was the ruined painting of the clown that Yellow Guy did. Yeah, so maybe the whole oil-drenched reality is the present. But then what would that mean? Well, maybe that's something to do with the whole concept you were using with the uh, explosion and life support kind of thing. What was your take on the uh, head explosion part in episode 5 where Red Guy follows the cord out to the door and just blows his brain? I think that the head exploding was a figurative thing to point out that he just realized what was going on. That everybody in the other room that he was used to interacting with were all different parts of himself. Well, I I think... I don't know. And there, there's something really weird there. I really don't feel like I have a perfect handle on those few moments because those moments where like the yellow guy and the duck guy are kind of digitized flashing in on the screen and they're just really quick blips like you don't even get a clear picture of them. And Red Guy is sitting there at the computer clicking away and he follows the cord. It's almost like he's following his digital self out back into the real world. Because I think that that's the point that he came out of a coma, and that's why we don't see any more missing posters after that episode. Because once he woke up, he was able to look at the nurses and say, hey, uh, where are these people? You know that the thing you just said about the uh, yellow guy is the regressive state of Roy, that is kind of a weird circular tie-in if you think about the episode three and the whole thing that pops out of the egg. That really freaky, ugly thing? Yeah, that really nasty, ugly caterpillar thing that's like, father, and then they squish it. But if you look on that episode, he's in the background of the whole cult thing that establishes his presence somewhere else as opposed to there. Yeah, but Red Guy and Duck Guy are also in that cult scene. So, I mean, I don't really know how far to believe in it. I don't think that Roy is physically in the show ever. My perception of it was that Yellow Guy is having these really confusing feelings in the back of his head about never being able to reconcile a bad relationship with his father. But now that you've pointed out that we don't really know if Roy is actually the Yellow Dude or Red Guy, it kind of makes it a whole different scenario there as to who is sponsoring this show in every which direction and what is actually going on behind the scenes. And especially in regards to how uh, Red Guy goes into the real world and then Roy takes over, it's almost like that's his split personality type of thing. And the two halves are deciding to finally come together in some way. That's what I was trying to remember that you said. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a good point, the way you phrased that. So yeah, we see Red Guy in episode six. He comes out with his boss and he's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if this file came alive? And he sang the little song and they hated it. 
But then when he was messing around with the computer, that file popped up after a few different characters were flipped through. So what did you say about the significance of that particular file being in there? If that was from the real world and he's putting it into whatever world this is, maybe they're not too far apart. Maybe the the real world that he was in was just another subconscious state. What is your explanation then for the um, last few seconds where everybody's a different color and they're in a different set, but it's more uh, played down? I think his different personality facets had worked out a whole bunch of issues and got rid of a lot of the clutter in his mind that was the props in the background and all that stuff. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I like that. And the changing of the colors better reflects how they are now through their personal growth that they have made over the past five, six episodes. Because if we're talking they're all different personality facets, Yellow Guy doesn't have to look so close to Roy anymore if that's really what's going on. Now he can be his own little part of his brain that is the the regressed part of him. In episode one, when the notebook gives uh, Yellow Guy the business about green is not a creative color... And if you notice when she's showing off her little diagram on her notepad paper there, green is not included in that chart. But if they are on a show and they are aware that they're on a show, then green is also a very big no-no color, especially like the bright green that uh, Yellow Guy becomes at the end of the series. Because if you are going to do any kind of show with puppets, there's usually some factor of green screens involved. And of course, if you are green on the set, you screw up the shot and you end up kind of taken out. Like if they put birds flying through the sky and on the green screen and you're green, there's going to be birds flying past everything but your eyes. So him being green in this shot shows that maybe he's learned to accept a little bit of himself. He's okay with blending in with the background. I think that the reason green is not a creative color according to the song is because the songs in the beginning of the series... I think that if Red Guy was actually Roy, the main person in charge of his psyche, since he's red, I know, scientifically speaking, that red and green visually clash very, very hard. That's actually why they went with the red and green sweater stripe on Nightmare on Elm Street. So you're saying that if... If Red Guy is Roy and he's the one calling the shots on the show, that's why he won't let Yellow Guy be green? Yes. But then he gets to be green at the end. Yes, because at the end, whenever it starts over again, there's more power being dispersed amongst the different personality traits as opposed to just Red Guy. So now he can be green because he's no longer being controlled. He's no longer being pushed down. So then why would Roy give just the red guy part of his personality all the power? Whenever you get into kind of a fight club mentality where there are different personalities jockeying for position, in the beginning you don't know they're there. So do you think he's got DID, dissociative identity disorder, or we're playing with the idea that Roy and red guy are one and the same and that's their creative power on the show and he's abusive towards everybody else? I think that they're different almost mood facets of his personality. Somebody who's like, say, bipolar. Their personality is completely different when they're in an upswing as opposed to a downswing. So each of these... 
But then why would it make itself, like, if they're all Roy, then why would they make themselves angry and be passive aggressive and things like that? Everybody likes to be in control. They all think that they are the number one personality and they're all jockeying for that one position. But actually none of them are really dominant. If you watch them, they're all kind of just passively letting the show happen. That's why I thought it was interesting. The idea that Red Guy is really the one in charge of the show and he's calling all the shots and that's why he's the one always breaking the fourth wall or getting mad or or he's telling them, no, you can't have green because maybe green clashes with red or whatever. Whenever he did leave the show, so to speak, whenever the head explosion thing happened and it moved to the next episode, it opened up with the duck guy and yellow guy standing there with no direction whatsoever, just standing there as if to say, we have no idea what we're doing. There's nobody here to tell us what to do. I think that's a good point. And I think that's a good case to say that, that either red guy is Roy or Roy and red guy are one of the same. I don't know about them all being different personalities. If that works for me as well. But I I did notice something in episode six when it goes into the cartoon world with the lamp and yellow guys walking through and kind of, you know, being the unwilling participant of this monstrosity. On the walls, they have these big full-size pictures of a lot of the past characters that came on and sang before, which are kind of like the villains of the show because they kind of just come in, mess stuff up, and then go away. Kind of like the doctor. They're a little bit traumatic. Yeah, it's like they make things slightly worse than they were before they got there. But the last picture that we can see on that wall is Red Guy, which I thought was very interesting. And I don't know if anybody's picked up on that yet or not. But you have all these that are kind of villain-like characters from the show. And then there's Red Guy, which I think that's kind of saying a lot without saying it. Technically, if Red Guy is the one calling all the shots and he is Roy and he is the sponsor for everything in the show, then all he would have to really do is lean over and whisper to the notebook and the notebook would do his bidding, so to speak. Not if he didn't know he was in charge. That's what I've been saying. But, but, I mean, like, when the clock comes off the wall and he looks at the camera and goes, who is that? I mean, that seems like... He does know that he's in charge and he's kind of getting upset that he's not. Or when he's in episode four and he looks over at the globe and the globe does not start singing. It like turns around, but then the computer starts. That seems to me to imply that he thinks he's in charge. Like he's aware that he's the boss in some sense. He doesn't even have to try to do any acting. He can just sit there and talk like this and nobody cares because he's the sponsor. It's his show if he is Roy. But all of the general messing around that you were just talking about with the uh, with the clock jumping off the wall and him being taken aback by that and all the stuff with the computer, maybe that is part of his psyche trying to teach him to let go of all the control. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind fully around this. So then you're saying Red Guy is Roy, but technically Roy is still in the background because Roy is all three of the characters and Red Guy is kind of trying to rein in and control Yellow Guy, which is kind of his stupid or childlike state. And then his fuddy-duddy old man kind of know-it-all state at the same time and be the cool guy that nobody can really form a negative opinion about because he's this monosyllabic bleh, to put it eloquently. Basically. 
But then why would it be that Roy and Red Guy seem to be the same person? And that sort of connection doesn't seem to be made with the other two personalities. The other two personalities are not that dominant. Red Guy is very much in control. So I think it's more of a... He realized what's going on in the last episode, how all of the different personalities are trying to come together. And whenever he realized that, one, he was just a fragment, and two, everybody was had to work together. Whenever he noticed they couldn't work together, he tried to just burn it down. I think the popular opinion would be that Red Guy is more trying to save everybody else or restart the show or something like that. But you think he's upset that he either realized he was not the main personality in control or he realized he he realized something he didn't like, so he decided he was going to take the show down. Right. I think it's all in Roy's head. It's just framed out like a TV show so that he can control it linearly as opposed to a swirling vortex of thoughts. He can actually organize it and play it out like it's a TV show. It's almost scary <laughs> at how much thought you have put in for how this could work on a on a psychotic kind of level. Because, you know, when they are in episode one and everything turns to CG animation and it rotates around and shows the cameras and lights and stuff, there's nobody else back there. Like, there's no one running the camera. There's nobody directing the show so this is kind of like when I would direct student films and it's like, okay, we're going to do this, hit record, and then run in front of the camera. Plus, now that you've said that, that makes a very good point of whenever his head exploded. If you notice that whenever he walked in, the camera was unmanned and there was one person in a full bodysuit running all three puppets. That's true. That's true. And they were saying dialogue that didn't really match from that episode. It's bothering me so much now because it never occurred to me that I had never heard anyone say the name Roy throughout the entire show. But my subconscious mind led me to believe, okay, that's the red guy, that's the yellow guy, that's the duck guy, so that has to be Roy, I guess. And I think film theory said somewhere that Roy was a farmer, but I I didn't catch that anywhere where it was even remotely implied that he was actually a farmer. I, I think they're being a little bit overall racist there. Yeah, you wear overalls, thus you must be a farmer. Maybe he was just a hard manual worker in a factory. Or maybe he didn't like belts. Well, if you notice all of the little song and dance things that happen in the first couple episodes, like the, the clock on the wall, the notebook, they're all very much don't challenge what I'm saying. That's true. Every single time that they get questioned or anything like that, they get almost aggressive. But I mean, that also goes along with the whole conflict of the whole series. If we're going with the whole psychosis thing, throughout his life, he's always told, don't question, this is how it is, don't fight back. And now he's starting to fight back because he's trying to figure himself out. Because he's letting his creativity out with Red Guy. Roy appeared in the real world in place of Red Guy's clothes right when Red Guy was trying to finally get creative. Well, because clothing is basically like a shell, an outer shell. And if Roy is the outer shell of all of his personality stuff, it only makes sense that that's where he would be. I think, truly, truly, truly think that a lot of these weird little details do not have an answer. 
I think that there is no one perfect coherent thought that will take you from episode one through episode six and explain everything in a perfect way because I don't think that's what the creators wanted. I think they wanted the debate and the discussion because really that's more fun. Thanks for coming on the show today, sir. You're very welcome, ma'am. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for driving all this way. <laughs> Straight from the other side of the house. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed enough to like, subscribe, and share this video. I've also got a lot of other videos on my channel that you are fully encouraged to go check out. Plus, you can find me on Facebook at Say Halo Goodbye, which is my gamer tag, or Twitter at the underscore fanily.